You're now listening to Sound Talent Media. Check out more shows at SoundTalentMedia.com. Because it said, here comes the judge. See? And that does not mean the judge in what they call in our colonial judiciary system. See? Our imperial judiciary system. I mean the judge of righteousness. Here comes the judge. Hear ye him. Oh yeah, oh yeah, God save the African king. Anyone have anything to say before this just judge? Come say it now and say it like you're glad. And not like you're mad. For this judge have no mercy. In this time, in the session, silence in the court. Welcome to Axe to Grind, the hardcore podcast. I'm Patrick. I'm Bob. And I'm Tom. Fellas, I just put less gap between the hardcore podcast and I'm Patrick. Oh, did you feel it throw me off a little bit? Oh, did it get you? Just a little bit. Just a little bit. Had me stutter for a second in terms of like my response time on you. A little change up. Uh, I'm uh, I'm in a uh, I'm in a let's keep it moving. You know, like I'm 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 full of energy. Is it? You're getting your brisk. All right. Vim and vimmer. Vim and vigor. I was gonna compare you to like Oral Hershiser post Tommy John. Like. Uh, like he had uh, to try some different things out, but maybe maybe not everything worked. But you know, he he was still putting in the work. I went to the I went to the Y twice today. Shower. You know, I'm, I'm working. I'm trying to get it back. I've realized I've lost everything, and I'm just a shadow of the brief moment that I was anything. And now I'm I'm trying to trying to crawl my way back to the light. You got that five one eight mentality on you right now. <laughs> yeah, yeah. How how is how is uh, being in uh, your homeland, the Mecca, if you will, of uh, the greater Albany metro area? Uh, it's humid. Um, uh, you know, to get here, you have to travel uh, along the western. I came from, I came the land route, so I came through western New York. And oh. uh, people forget that the more signs you have about op- op- opioid recovery, Yep. The kind of more of a bummer your town looks from the guy that's just passing through, you know? Shout out to Syracuse. Yo, is there so, an opio is there an opioid line in New York? I feel like there is. I mean, there's uh right now it feels like Western New York is 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 got it bad, you know? Yes. It feels yes. like maybe they got uh some some of those Toledo problems uh, going on in, in Western New York, uh, but I'm back now. I'm back uh, in the I'm pearl, the uh, the eye of the storm, the, the crown the jewel of the empire. Crown jewel, yeah. I'm, I'm here, and <laughs> it's uh, it's past. No, no patroons games while you're home. I don't think, unfortunately. No, there's not even a uh, listen, everybody. Uh, no matter how you feel about lockdowns and masks and all that. You should all storm your YMCA's and get the get get, get the, uh, 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 the the steam rooms open. This is mm. this, I live for that goddamn steam room. I thought I was going to be back on the good foot, feeling good again. Instead, I get a blank look and it, uh, uh, the answer that the governor hasn't given us any notice on that yet. I want my steam yeah. room back. 
well, um, is is the YMCA in Albany one of the top three things that you miss about the area? It's one, two, and three. There's nothing else here. Uh, your mom. Yeah, she's all right. All right. Your dad? She's, she's four. Your dad's below the YMCA, I was going to say. You know what I mean? What about you guys? What's going on in your lives? We're chilling. We're chilling. Uh, Tom, how are you feeling? I'm all right. <clears throat> Back to work after a very brief um, vacation. Uh, on a scale of one to ten, give us a, a number rating of your Cali vacation. Ten being the best? Ten being the best, one being the worst. Well, I'm going to say hard five. Hard five? Hard five. All right. Hard okay. five. Well, um, while you were gone, you missed 90-degree uh, weather. I saw that. It was hotter here everything- than it was there. Yeah, everything was covered in pollen, except when you're right by the beach. The water was freezing cold, which you deal with because you're at the goddamn beach, so you can't complain that much. Um, but give us, fill us in. Give us some, some Cali deets. We went to the desert. I saw some fro- folks. I saw our friend Kim. Shout out Kim. And Mike. We went to get dinner. Um, had some vegan eats. It was good. Um, I had pineapple on pizza for the first time in my life, and I hated it. Really? Okay. Well, you also were in California, but it feels apropos, I guess. It was like a vegan pizza place, and like Rachel's like, oh, she usually gets like the – I forget which one she usually gets. And then she was like, they have some like meat one. Okay. And I was was like, oh, okay. Yeah. And I didn't read the rest of it. And I had pineapple on it. That shit is garbage. Yeah, I'm not – I'm not into it. I'm not super – I'm not mad at it, but I'm also – you'll never catch me ordering it. Yeah, yeah, I wasn't really into it. Um, okay. Then we went out to the deserts of California and Arizona. Um, mm. I was in Needles, California, which is mm. a very unfortunate name. Oh. Yep. <clears throat> um, apparently, that's where Spike from Peanuts was born. Yes. Which I didn't know. And then a friend of mine, I was like, when we were driving around, and like, I don't know, maybe the, we were playing like a game like, is, is it sun drenched or methy? <laughs> yep. Because <clears throat> it's really hard to tell sometimes. Yeah. Yes. And like, um, and no one's out because it's fucking ninety-five degrees. No one's like out, so it's hard. To oh know. yeah, like, it's ninety-nine degrees right there right now. Right. There's yeah. no like human being out, so it's like not even based on any kind of, you know. I'm looking at this guy and he's got like weird, you know, weird feature. Like it's just like I can't really tell if this is like normal or not. I have no idea what's going on. Um, and then a friend of mine who listens, I won't out him, was like, "Dude, yeah. best meth I've had in my entire life was in Needles, California." And I go, I you're can't tell if you're fucking with me. He's like, dude, I'm 100% honest. He's like, there's a great McDonald's right there. And there was. Oh. <laughs> um, yeah, if you uh, go to 2451 Needles Highway um, in Needles, that's where I, as mentioned in the our, our chat, um, is the Dairy Queen slash gas station, which is where I ate when I went to Needles. Um, actually, I think I, yeah, that McDonald's might have been near the Walgreens I went into when I was in Needles back in October. Um, yeah, man, like there's a lot of places I'd live in the desert. Needles is not one of them. Yeah. And I think like, <clears throat> like the Joshua tree and that side of the Mojave has kind of, uh, yep. priced people out. Oh yeah. Cause all the influences and shit. Um, oh yeah. So it's like, well, this is the next best thing. And it's like, it's weird because like the, so we went to like Havasu, but like, like you would think like, and this is my own bias and I apologize. But if I was like, all right, so there's two sides of Lake Havasu. One's really, really fucking nice, and mm-hmm. one's kind of shit. Yep. And I go, one side's California, one side's Arizona. Which one is the better one? Right. 
you'd go California. Every, every, everyone's saying California, right? Arizona. Yep. California is fucking. It's empty. It's like desolate. We were in an Airbnb yep. um, that had broken windows. Um, the woman was late because she said her um, cleaning person uh, quit so she had to drive two hours to clean up the house which didn't make that much of a difference Um, no Wi-Fi a couple of broken windows my door couldn't close there was absolutely some kind of fight that broke the door off the hinges Um, and then I was all excited to lay down and then I realized my queen size bed was a blow up mattress no they didn't mention that in the thing so that kind of sucked. Um, and then uh, we, so we went to, and like you could see, like right across like Havasu, it's like, it looks like fucking Vegas compared to where we are. There's yeah. lights and there's fucking stuff going on. Like there's like people. Um, yeah. We didn't go that side somehow. <laughs> um, and then we went, we drove around uh, Needles and yep. Topak. I think okay. that's in Arizona and a few other yep. places. And then. Uh, I went swimming in Lake Havasu, which was the highlight of the trip, other than the people I got to see. And um, yeah, that was cool. We did that for for like you know forty five minutes, and um, <laughs> not as long as I would like. Of course, uh, water was perfect. Ugh. Jealous. Was like, never been never been in Lake Havasu. Like the, awesome. the, the the it was like perfect. It was like just uh, enough. It was awesome. That's awesome. Um, and then um, got to see some other friends of ours on Monday, and then and now it's Wednesday, and I'm home. Yeah, that's yeah, a hard to, transition. To yeah, and they don't um, direct flights to to Orange County. Not as plentiful as it used to be. Yeah, I know that's that's one of the biggest bummers to me because I I really love flying into John Wayne. It's yeah. a traveler tip to everybody, and it might not be a tip anymore because of this. But it used to be easier to fly into Orange if you were if you're going to anywhere in L.A. south of the airport, it was almost faster to fly into to John Wayne. And kind of reverse commute it because it was just an easier commute, easier to get in and out of that airport. It's like a medium sized airport. It's great. Yeah, it's not. I mean, it's not. Yeah, I mean, when I used to go out there, <clears throat> sorry for the people that are bored out of their fucking minds over this. Um, they used JetBlue had direct flights. Yep. a couple times a week into Long Beach. Yep, which Long Beach one was pretty, tiny, yeah. the best, tiniest. Well, when I first went there, Rich was like, "I'll meet you at the at the curb." I was like, what? "Yeah, the fuck you? I'm, yeah. I'm thinking JFK," you know. Yeah, of like course. You get your stuff off the fucking yeah, off the um the the um what is it called the oh my uh, God. uh rotate no. luggage rack carousel. luggage carousel and um you literally walk like three like you walk like mm-hmm. through like two doors and you're literally literally on the streets of Long Beach. Yeah, true true story. I've flown out of Long Beach Airport more times than I've flown out of LAX. It's amazing. It's good for you. Yeah, you know, how crazy yeah. is it that COVID got us all? None of us knew what the luggage thing is. See, I, mean, I read it last night like four times. Uh, yeah, uh, luggage thing. And then, yeah, and then <laughs> let, let, let's do some sponsors and talk some hardcore. Oh, right. Wait a minute. I can't talk about yeah. myself. Patrick talks for yeah. 45 minutes about Jeez, his shit. Jeez, Pat. No, I just thought Get you him. were done. I would love, please expound. No, forget it. Well, I know long. <laughs> Jesus. Right, Bob? I mean, I me and you never talked about bad. ourselves. And then this mm, motherfucker really like, wrap it I just up. You were done. I was transitioning. My bad. I'm going to go on for Dude, an hour remember? And a half whether I go on tour or go see my girlfriend. <laughs> Yo, what about, what about last week when he got sensitive in the chat? 
when I was like, yo, good travels, Tom. And he goes, what about me? It was, oh, it was come on. really good. I, it was, it was sort of out of character to be honest. I never, yeah. Cause it was a joke. I've never been, I've never been mm. sensitive in my 23 years of life. That's now, true. I'm one minute into a 72 hour journey. <laughs> That's true. That's true. Um, uh, we did talk about how Patrick can, can chronicle the, uh, the ugly white people across America with, if he continues doing these Greyhound or slash uh, uh, Amtrak travels. So uh, that's his, his book for 2025. Uh, so for anybody considering this trip. Uh, All right. So cure- our sponsors are. <laughs> yes. <laughs> <laughs> um, yo, so Tom, um, you are doing speed round. Patrick did a good job last week. Okay. I job. did. I did an okay job myself. What's what do I have? What do I have to beat? What do I have to beat? I beat believe two. it's it's right around two. So, um, I will get the thing pulled up while we're at it. Why don't you shout out the two sponsors that we aren't featuring this week? Our friends in To Live a Lie, mm-hmm. down in North Carolina. They always have uh, new stuff going on. Mm-hmm. And our friends in, in Salem, Massachusetts, our friends in Death Wish. Boom. Tom, <clears throat> I know you're weary. Long travels. Yeah. But but yeah. I think you're up to it. I can do it. You can do it. We are visiting with our two other big homies, Closed Casket Activities and Run for Cover. Okay. I will let you say go and you say stop when you're done. So I will hit the button when you say go. And begin. We're going to start at closed casket at closedcasketactivities.com. The first thing I'm going to buy is um, they did a new rollout of uh, reissues of the last two incendiary LPs. I'm going to go for clothing since I own the records. Um, they have a t-shirt called Incendiary Cost of Living Promo, which I have never seen before. Totally different really nice. vibe from them. It's actually really cool looking. Not that their other merch is, isn't cool, but this kind of has like a Deftonesy vibe to it, um, and it has like the all the song titles on the back. Um, I really really like it, um, so I'm going to get that. And then, since Pat does this, I'm going to do this too. Um, ju- uh, our friend Dusty up in up in the five one eight was very generous and put out reissued the second Indecision LP called Most Precious Blood. He's got mm-hmm. a few more left on on mm-hmm. gold and a few on splatter. And I would like to clear them out for him so he can put other higher selling merchandise pieces in their in their place. So go Very to closedcasketactivities.com. Let him know we sent you. Then we're moving over to Run for Cover. Run for, run for Cover Records.com. Um, this this is gonna be my summer vibe for, for Run for Cover, because they always kind of elicit um, seasonal vibes for me. Mm. Um, one of my favorite looks is uh, a crew neck. With shorts. Mm. Okay. Way into that. So I'm first, I'm going to buy the Down University crew neck by Fiddlehead. Mm. It's very nice looking. It looks like people are going to have to try to figure out if you actually went to a place called Down University. Yeah, like good it. point. Um, <laughs> and then for summertime driving around and everything, I'm, I went a little further back into the catalog. Um, the record called Pleaser by Georgia Mack. Hmm. Excellent, excellent record. Um has a lot has a very summer vibe, very poppy. It's really, really good. So you can find that at runforcoverrecords.com. Done. 149. Fuck Great it. job, buddy. Ooh. Killed shout it. Shout out shout out to all our sponsors. Uh <clears throat> race yourself over to their web stores, grab some cool stuff. I'm looking at this down university crew neck. Very nice looking garment. Um shout out to all the homies. Uh 
so <clears throat> Tom. Yes. You are typically the nice guy of the podcast. Would you say that? I don't know. I mean, I think we all have our moments. Right, but Patrick's the bad guy, right? I mean, he's the villain on the show. Right, exactly. He's the foil. He's the foil most of the time. I have the worst temper. Yeah. Me, but, me and Bob yeah, go close. Maybe, yeah, we, yeah, yeah. I maybe not Irish. on the show. But yeah, I get for pretty sure, Irish. For sure. I get mad. Today, uh, we are... You, But also, inarguably, you have the softest heart for hardcore and give it a lot of love despite all its flaws yes. and you'll acknowledge the flaws, yes. but you, but you love it. You respect it. I actually want to sh- send a sh- first thing first. Shout out to everybody who's doing zines right now. Yeah. Um, love it. A lot of fucking awesome zines out there. Uh, shout out to my, my old homie, John meat, who does meat cheat fanzine. People should check that shit out. Sex and blue. Some old copy. Well, that's, let me close with him. Oh, sorry. Uh, no, 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 it's okay. Uh, couldn't, uh, the man, our buddy Bjorn did a zine that is just rage fanzine Bjorn and Geert from control records the zine That's like just next step, next level Alex with all the, the streets of hate stuff and there's a bajillion more, but also we want to shout out sex and glue fanzine because uh, I got, a, I got both those issues in the mail the other day was reading them, really enjoyed them. Some great interviews. And I was reading his interview with you, Tom, which I thought was really good. I thought he asked awesome questions. Yeah, he really did. Yeah, and they shout out. And uh, so everybody check that out. But you were very kind and you had good things to say. I liked what you said when when it was asked about like when people basically bail on hardcore, etc. That said, today you get to be, instead of, you know, you, you did do the bar and all that, you get to be the judge, jury, and executioner. Wow. On some harsh criticisms that Patrick and I have come up with. Pat, do you have some? I got some. Okay. And just can but, for, for pre-production purposes. Yes. Behind the curtain. Yes. Unless we had this conversation and I hit my head on a rock. Yes. No, I don't remember having this conversation. This is a sprung because yeah. your your beautiful, un, untainted ears on these are what we want to catch. Because we're going to say harsh things about hardcore. Things that might shock and offend people, but no offensive words. And we want you to say that's fair, which is something you'll say sometimes. That's too harsh or that's totally out of line. And we think it will generate great conversation. All right, let's do it. Patrick, do you have one to start with or do you want me yes. to start? You start. Do you have here come the judge to play before? Oh, yeah. <laughs> Here comes the judge. Here comes okay. the judge. Order in the courtroom. Here comes the judge. Right. Tom. <laughs> That's not fair. Oh, I'm sorry. Baked <laughs> goods at hardcore shows have a sub 30% success taste rate. I got to say that's fair. <laughs> I mean, we're just desperate because everyone's hungry and like, I'll eat anything. Yeah. Oh, I throw, so, you're throwing softball. Was, did you intentionally start with softball? Well, I actually thought that one was harsh because people that put oh, effort into their baked oh, goods at these God, things, God. I know that they, I know they feel strong about it, and I know that they would feel disrespected if if they thought for a second we were talking about them specifically. But we know that our listeners all fall in that thirty percent that are, are are delish, right? So, Agreed. 
I, but I, I do think it is a, a hot button issue for people that take the time to make something and then they see just somebody eat it like real quick without, and then nobody says, Oh, that was good. You know what I'm saying? But <laughs> I think part of it is, yeah. I, I, I think part of it is like, we've eaten a lot of bum baked goods at, at hardcore shows and yeah. Yeah. And I, think about I'm kind of not, I'm not prepared for, for necessarily a good one. I'm always surprised. It depends like when the person cooked, made it, baked it. Yeah, that's true. If you're eating it, you know, as a headliner yeah. setting up, you might talk, you know, six to eight hours, <laughs> 10 hours bef- from the time they finish it, put it in a fucking, in, in some um, rubber container. Over right. Yeah. And you think about the, the, the conditions at a show, open in the container, close in the container. If you leave in the container open, this is it drying out? Is it getting gross? Is it too hot? Probably. Um, Sweaty. Had some banging cupcakes at a hardcore show. Like, yo, here's here's the success rate. I think I'm referencing a show in Philadelphia from no less than 18 years ago. <laughs> like, I'm like, yeah, I think it was the church. And I had some cupcakes, and they were awesome. And I remember being like, yo, these are great. Um, so, yeah, what is your favorite option for baked good at a hardcore show? Cookie? Is cookie the safest? It's cookie's safest. Cupcake's the classic. Cupcake's my favorite, if it's good. What about blondies? Chocolate. Blondies can be too dry. I hate it. I hate this. You, yep. you give me a dry brownie, I, I might fucking demand my money back. Yo, I think three or four months ago, I got hype. I saw like my Instagram feed is filled with like cooking and baking recipe shit. <laughs> I, I think I love it. How many I've done a few, which have turned out pretty good, mostly vegan. Um, so maybe I'll link to you guys to some, but there was one that was like these uh, peanut butter, like uh, peanut butter brownie swirl kind of deals. I'm like, yo, banging. Sounds great. Looked great. Followed, I am a pretty good baker, mostly because I follow ingredients to a fucking T. Like, I'm like, this is what I'm going to do. I'm going to try to make it exactly. They were, they were like traumatically bad. Mm. Like, had, had like one and a half ish and had to throw the rest of them away. And yo, I hate throwing away food so much that today I ate the last one eighth of corn that I had in a little container in the fridge from like four days ago. Cause I'm like, well, it's food. I don't want to waste it. It's still good. So, but I had, I had to get rid of the brownies. That was, it wow. Was it's like a lot. offensive. I know. So, uh, so you won't catch me baking any goods at a hardcore show anytime soon. Does that happen still? I feel like, and I haven't been Not as anymore. many, I feel like the large majority of my, sh- my, my show going life have been at like, in Manhattan, and no one's like bringing sure. fucking, you know, no one's bringing. Yeah, that's, those are some bridge and tunnel brownies. You know what I mean? Yeah, you know what I mean. Like, I feel like at the VFW halls and shit like that, this more likely to happen than one hundred percent, one hundred percent. I think it doesn't happen as much. But if we have any any, I bring baked goods to hardcore shows. Listeners, let's hear about it. I want to hear about it. And I'm sure um, some of those folks have turned it into like their livelihoods. Yo, yeah. and I, I was I was gonna say we we maybe have evolved past the need for it. Because I feel like in 1998, getting a vegan cupcake in a lot of these spots was like, yo, that's that's a treat. Like, right, it's the only get, way to get, get it. 
Right. Other than like the health food store that has that like dense ass chocolate <laughs> cupcake, you know, you're like, oh, this is like I can just this was made within the last, you know, two days. Damn. Um, so, yeah, shout out to all the vegan vegetarian food places. I saw a homie. I won't I won't disclose his name here, but he was posting. He posted that he was heading to Detroit. He's like, probably aren't. But any good vegetarian or vegan options? Probably. I'm not expecting much. And I'm like. Yo, what year is this? Yeah. There's, there's vegetarian and vegan options literally like everywhere. So it'd uh, be hard pressed not to find like near a metro area. Yeah. You know what I mean? All right, <clears throat> I'm gonna go a little harder with this one. Oh boy! Hardcore largely amounts to a bad soundtrack for a vegan and vegetarian book club. Too harsh, out of line, or fair? Um, I think it's too harsh because a lot of hardcore people don't read. <laughs> Very true. Um, but my, I mean, as far as the music, and I've said this a million times, like there's no other type of music that has such a uh, a large like chasm between amazing and terrible. Okay, I'll, I'll use this. What? Man, no, this is too harsh. If you had to give a percentage, let me start with Patrick and then to you, Tom. Percentage of good hardcore versus bad hardcore made since since initial initiation and since onset. What percentage is good? What percentage is we'll just throw it in a line that if it's not good, we're saying it's bad, which means meh or "Eh, it's okay is bad. 8% good. Tom, what's your percentage? I was going to say a little. I was going to say 33% good. Okay. Wow. I I thought I was being harsh. Yeah. On on another one of mine, I I go about 10%. Um, Do we think in terms of impact to people's lives, other than veganism and vegetarianism, what are the biggest pluses that hardcore has brought to people? Uh, okay. So I can answer this. I deal with a dude, uh, who I've hired him on occasion, but he, he's a very independent dude in the arts who he might've been like this no matter what, but I think his big pull from punk and hardcore, he actually does the DIY life. Exactly. That's what I was going to say. Yeah. I mean, when you see, look for most people, DIY, it is uh, just the way that they watch YouTube and fix their home. But for a lot of hardcore kids that made the determination, and now you might have to make this determination for different reasons uh, as we're headed towards a corporate monoculture that should terrify everybody. But mm. uh, a lot of kids say, oh, hey, I can do this. I can make a living I can uh, be a member of a community and give back in whatever respect I want to uh, all outside of somebody else telling me it's okay. And I, I, and I can put it all in my hands. And I think that for the kids that are drawn to that, there's going to be a sliver of that no matter what. But I think that hardcore gives you the practice to do it right by putting out records, by putting out zines, by booking your own shows those things which seem really rudimentary and anybody on earth could do 
look, people don't. There's people who can't yep. order food at a restaurant without feeling uncomfortable. And yes. these things, I mean, Bob will tell you, you get on the phone with your rep pressing at the pressing plant. He's not a dick, but he also might not have all the time in the world for you. And you have to navigate that circumstance as a 19 year old. Again, there's been 19 year olds who have died in trenches. You know what I mean? So I don't mean to give all the credit in the world here. There's 19 year olds that were having their second kid and, and raising a barn with the rest of the family. But Mm. I think that hardcore has really provided people for lack of a better term, the training wheels that they needed to go fully independent in their lives and live outside of what, what I on this uh, probably get too didactic about on this podcast, but which is corporate oversight of your life. Yo, is that the nicest thing Patrick's ever said about anything? Seems it. It's pretty close. Yeah, pretty good, good job. Nice. Okay. Patrick, your harsh criticism next. Oh, man, I hope I didn't lose him. Um, let's see. Okay. We'll go with just a, a, a broad, harsh one. Um, hardcore has, it over indexes for kids who weren't good at sports and still somehow want their photo taken. Mm. What do you mean over indexes? Explain that to me. Like there are more than there's more, that percentage of people within hardcore is higher than it should be. People that want to have their picture taken people like, that, like, in action. Yes. Here's my criticism. Here's my criticism. And I say this, I understand from the quote unquote privileged position of been in a band for a long time. And I don't even care about photos anymore, but I think that when you are 22 and nobody's really taking your photo for anything aside from your class photos every year, because there's, I mean, and this changes obviously with things like Instagram, but let's put it in the context of somebody who is 28 plus. Like, I think that there's a lot of, a lot of young people who really wanted to feel exceptional in that looked at way and maybe didn't care how they arrived there. I think without naming any names. So you're saying people started bands and they get their photos taken? Yes. Uh, I think that's out of line. They're all right. That's fair. You think it's fair? Okay. Tom, you think it's I fair? Think it yeah. might, no, I think it's out of I line. Think it might be. Oh, you think it's out of line? Okay, 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 okay. No, Tom I mean, thinks I think it's out of line. No, I thought, oh, Bob, no, I thought, I thought, I thought I, I'm sorry. I totally misheard you. It's. It sounded like you said, I think that's not a lie. Oh, no, like, out of line. I'm sorry. It's out of line. Okay. okay. Yeah, I don't think there's people have been like, not a, my mom doesn't have enough pictures of me on the mantle. I'm going to sort of ban. That's stupid. I don't think that's. No, I don't. No. <laughs> I, I, Although it does make I, people want to take pictures of like them and their friends more. Than, well, I mean, they do that at bars too. So like, you can't really. I think it might have preceded a little bit of look at me social media culture. And yeah. I don't know how many people started bands with that intent. Like, but were there people who started bands with the errant idea of becoming like started hardcore bands with the errant idea of becoming, you know, famous or some shit? I don't know. No, see, uh, it seems, is, so it I'm, seems missed, but 
I'm coming. I'm coming from a different place. I don't think. Yeah. I think that. I think that there's not trying to get famous. Just trying to be to be seen. Uh, seen for you know whatever it is. Like just a few. Like okay, here's what small I, audience I mean. scene. Okay. Yeah, without naming any names, I'm just. I would ask you guys to refer in your minds mm. to bands that were around for a year and a half and then you never saw the members again in your life. Yes. Have one in my head. It feels like oftentimes I, and I'm not on some, like they got to be down for life tourist shit. I'm just on some like, Oh, it occasionally feels like young people want to feel special. And this is a very low barrier to entry for that purpose does that seem like i'm saying something crazy no no not at all to me. no i think your no, question was weird but yeah i mean i think that makes you know people more worried about what, how they look at pictures than they do about <laughs> yeah that's fair all right tom a little bit more direct one here yeah please <laughs> hardcore after 1987 oh, i know hardcore after 1987 is largely cosplay by the way just so people know these aren't things that I actually think. I'm just posing the question. Um, largely. Let's see. I would have to say that's fair. Wow. Interesting. Because, I mean, like, everything after that has been based on something that happened before that. Right? Sort of. I, I give I give more credit to the '90s than that, and because I give more credit to the '90s, that means if I'm just playing it forward in my head, then I got to give credit to the 2000s, and and say and oh, so forward just, and so forward, right? Yeah, exactly. So like, yeah, I I understand what both of you are saying, or or you know, the question least, being posed. Yeah, yeah, I at least, <laughs> but I think that. What well, think about like Chain? I think that Chain is full fucking cosplay. Oh, and they've God. begotten a thousand other cosplayers. Yes, you know what yes. I'm saying. Like they were cosplaying fucking youth of today. Yeah, I mean, me, look, at least. who were cosplaying seven seconds. Yeah, but here's what I'll say: is but Ray that, had his own. Is thing, that the, uh, that's the thing? Is that the gap between those is the special sauce, and it and. It might be, it might have been cosplay at the time for sure, but it, which again, we don't talk about it enough. There, it's so much comes out of seven seconds that just does not get enough credit. Yeah, really, truly. We're um, standing on the edge of a seven second song, so it's all good. We are. Oh, okay, good. That record um, coming out, like they're going to put out more of those yeah, it's old It's going to be on streaming. Sounds yeah, good. We're, we're, we're right there. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, okay. sounds really good. Yeah, Hopefully, Kevin gets a band um, back together. Mm. Well, that's not necessary, but the, 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 uh, the the thing is that uh, I I I what I, I'm saying is I understand this argument, but if I look at the '90s, I can say no. The '90s had some bands that you could only nominally call hardcore, and they became so it's hard to say they were cosplaying anything, and then they became the standard bearers, and then the 2000s you have bands, particularly the 2010s you have bands that are unrecognizable as hardcore, not just to me, but I think to most people born, anybody born before 1980 is not recognizing the 2010s hardcore as hardcore necessarily. Is, right. that, is that fair? 
Yeah, yeah. I mean, and also Bob said largely. I did say yeah, largely, okay. yeah. Not I, gave, I gave wiggle room. I gave wiggle room. Yeah, so oh, I'm, like, no, no. I'm, large, thinking about, like, I'm thinking about Earth Crisis. I can tell. <laughs> no, he, I'm, I'm, I'm actually not. I'm like, which is no. fine. And I think that's Listen. that's one of the outs. Like, if you I'm ask, saying, like, fucking Rob 108, he's probably was like, I'm try, I am try to be Black Flag. Right, but, okay, so nobody, you guys don't mind when I bring this up because y- you're believers, but to 90% of our audience, this is not an not important band. But but I swear to God, Threadbare does not sound like any hardcore. Like, it it sounds like other types of aggressive music, but it doesn't sound like any hardcore. And I think that the fact that that was just another hardcore band, oh yeah, that's 90s hardcore, is Great. kind of, it, it evidences that, oh yeah, th- that was a time where things just, there was a shift that was so prevalent that things like threadbare just got put in that mix, even Locked though in with the rest of, yeah. Yeah. Even though if you go, I mean, Starkweather, another great, you know, if Starkweather is a hardcore band, then it, there's, there was no rules during that period. You know what I mean? Right. <laughs> so, so, uh, well, well, so that's why I think so here's the thing. Go on. Hardcore going back to onset has, largely fallen there's sometimes been times like yo can you think of any other hardcore or punk band that sounds like flipper no for no. better for worse right or the big boys to be real like no no they're no, like, although i think we could say that there was some aborted big boys cosplay maybe like you know within our lifetime there was oh sure sure, sure. Oh, yeah. sure some of the fast stuff but like the the fact that if you like i i was doing an exercise in the big boys not long ago where i was like what's their best record slash what's the record i would give to someone who's like coming from the fast punk side exclusively who in 2020 might be like yo but what about this fun- funk punk shit they've got going on and how every record has at least three some more like very weird songs and that that's you know the in for a penny in for a pound with that band and like you can't if you start trying to parse that all of a sudden it's, it, it changes the the it's erasure of what the band actually was um hardcore so largely i'm comparing stark weather to fucking flipper in that i also don't think it would have been fair to call stark weather a metal band when they formed right i no. mean close I Maybe closer. Sonic, you're you're not Sonic, wrong. Sonically closer. Yes. Yeah. Um, so let's uh, let's say that sometimes it throughout the years, hardcore's ended up being a catch-all. Um, and I think that some of those bands you you mentioned, I will do a deep dive on Threadbare and hit the chat and say, here's the hardcore references I hear because it's been a minute. I really do like the band. And I think there might be a few threads that, that are there. Starkweather, I, I tend to lean and say, I don't know. Like, I don't know what what it's pulling from. Maybe. Like, probably like Neurosis and Amoebics more than, and Negative Approach. Yeah. Like, like Rennie like, tries to sound like John, John Braddon. Right, 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 right. Or like that and, weird like really kind of like, slowing, yeah. like slowing down the most mid-tempo of this. First, when first wave hardcore slowed down, take that but then add leads, you know? Yeah, it's not Moshcore. Like, that was no, not their no, intent. No. You know what I mean? No, it's it's dense and more difficult. Anyways, and, and I, this is coming from somebody who's who's not 
really a Starkweather fan. Um, yo, the hardcore after 87 as largely cosplay is something I just want people to think about more so than it's definitely not something I believe because I think it's largely is the, the key point. You can say that and it's fair and be like, well, yeah, yeah. And that's people. Yeah. Cause people take it on and take on outfits and looks and like, right. You know, I think y- you, you now look at it and like right now, the <clears throat> revival of, mid 90s big pants cartoon drawing stuff it like warps my mind every time i see it same like i'm like whoa this this is back yeah um because yeah it was largely dismissed you know what i mean like but now there's an audience for some of the stuff that was being done and people like it and it's like okay i mean how is that that is really just one step over from hooded mosher drawings, you know? True. And I always think about like, you know, there was a time that everyone tried to ape like Roger and rabies. Like looks. Yes, there was. Yes. And it's like, yo, those dudes were like one step from living on the street. Like that was not a fashion choice. Most of the time. No, that was, that was, that's what they had. Yeah. I'm wearing a lot of clothes. I'm wearing a lot of these clothes because these are the clothes I have and I have to wear them to have them. Yeah. To make sure that they don't get stolen from my squat. Right. You know what I'm saying? Like, I feel like so many people were doing that. It's like, you know, those dudes were not like walking down St. Mark's, like picking out a cool outfit. You know, like fucking rabies made like wise hats. Cool. Like that dude got it from a delivery guy one day. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Never like, thinking like, it was going to be like this, like fucking pimped out thing that everybody. Yeah, wanted. like, like might have been walking through the bodega and and there was a wise hat on the chip stand. And went, oh, cool. Yeah. I need a hat. Yeah, you know, it's sunny out there. Um, yeah. So yeah, like, um, I think right now is this interesting time where everything's been thrown in the blender, aesthetically, look wise, and sound wise, and we're getting a lot of cool stuff out of it. Um, you guys probably heard a couple weeks ago that that turnstile song so good the new one mystery i think it's great love it um and Patrick, also, oh. did you hear it at the time of this recording i have not heard it and i know <laughs> that this, hold on hold on <clears throat> this is i don't want to say how old and out of touch i am i saw it on everybody's instagram while i was waiting at the co-op and and uh, it's, it's everybody, the co-op does loaded fries now, which is like the least healthy thing you could fucking. I don't understand what the co-op's doing, but whatever. And I'm waiting there for my my loaded fries, and I see everybody on Instagram about this uh, turnstile song, and I regret to say that I, th- for like a full minute, I thought, how do I listen to it? And, <laughs> and I, I couldn't. I don't want to say I couldn't figure it out, but I was like, oh, I don't have Spotify on my phone. Oh, I don't know what to do. And then I didn't listen to it. Wow. Wow. I just want to say that it was comforting to hear uh, reports from the co-op. It's been a while. Thank you. It's very nice. It's comforting. (laughs) But I mean, I think with Um, the cosplay thing, it's it's sound, it's look, and it's like, you know, how many people involved in hardcore in 2020 or 2021, you know, didn't go through, you know, what the, you know, mm-hmm. them going on tour in the van that their family helped buy them with the equipment that their family helped. I mean, and this is not something like, I'm not trying to sound like fucking John Joseph being like, yo, punk kids and your fucking buses. But like, 
<laughs> when you when you read about um, like the shit that say like fucking Rollins went through. Sure. Yeah. 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 Get in the van. Yeah. You know, get his fucking ass. I mean, in any band out there or anybody, you don't even have to be in a band. Listen to get or read get in the van if you haven't. Yeah. Yeah. It's cool. It's so. It's like the wild wild west. It's like him. You know, Black Flag being like out on the frontier. And like playing places and like getting bottles thrown at them and who's getting spit on and the cops are trying to get them. But it's also the punks are trying to get it's it's unbelievable and it's 100 yeah. percent true. So like if you're using that as your foundation, then we're all cosplaying. Even in the 90s, we were not in danger like they were in danger in, you know, you know, fucking bad brains being four black dudes in Texas on tour or wherever. Maybe not Texas. They weren't, yeah. the, they weren't nice to people in Texas, but that's true. Um, but you know, down south somewhere, yeah. Or the fact that you know, sick of it all, or fucking or AF especially would play that these places, and like the KKK would come out, yeah. You know, and all their friends. You know what I mean? Like, not that AF. Different, it's just a different sense of things. Yeah. Or, so it's like or, 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 then we're all not living that same. It, it's just as if like you're dressing up like a fucking, you know, a cosplay at like New York Comic Con. Like you never shot a laser. <laughs> Fact. Where's your phaser? Um, you know what I'm saying? Your head don't stay like that it. usually. Wow, I'm so I'm, I'm okay. I'm with it. All right. The number you have reached is 100.7 WMMS. It wasn't just a radio station; it was a lifestyle. Cleveland is, is a rock and roll city for sure. I do like Chicago's. Yeah, down. The wrath of the buzzer. WMMS. Cleveland. The rise and fall of one of the most iconic radio stations in America. Profiles, The Wrath of the Buzzard, P-R-O-H Files. Subscribe now wherever you get podcasts. Ever wonder what a punch from Elton John feels like? Or how you'd cope with having turned down the chance to be in Nirvana? Or what signal Keith Richards gives when he wants you to get the hell out of his hotel room? Fans of Too Much Effing Perspective don't have to wonder, because they've heard these exact stories and a jillion others on our podcast. I'm Alex Hoffman, former tour manager for Radiohead. And I'm musician and comedy writer Alan Keller. On the TMEP show, we get guests like Nancy Wilson from Heart, Jeremiah Freights from the Lumineers, and Modern Family's Julie Bowen to tell us things they may have only shared with their therapist, clergy, or a TMZ stringer. So join us on Too Much Effing Perspective. That's E-F-F-I-N-G Perspective. The only podcast you crank up to 11. Hello, everybody. I'm Bruce. And I'm Nolan. And this is the Corner of Gray Street Podcast. As longtime Dave Matthews Band fans, we set out to create a podcast to dive deep into the past, present, and future of DMB. Not only do we recap and review shows within an ongoing tour, but we revisit past shows from throughout the band's history, conduct interviews with a wide variety of guests with ties to DMB, and create unique and exclusive content like our Concerts on the Corner series. Whether you're a fan of the band or just a fan of great music, we think you'll find something you'll enjoy. We can't wait to see you on The Corner of Gray Street. Patrick, give a harsh criticism. Tom, behind the curtain, behind the curtain. I said to Patrick, yo, we're both pretty good at winging stuff. Write a few ideas down. Does it sound like the last question was something he wrote down? Um, no. Uh, I, I can do the one better. Whenever we're talking, 
whenever you guys are talking, I think, oh, right, that's the one I wanted to do. And then whenever it's my turn, you this forget. is actually so I had I like a good one, right? I know. Swear before. to God, I had a swear to God, I had a good one. And and then and then when we're about to talk, I go, "What if hardcore would be better if more venues were haunted?" Like that's that's where my brain goes because I'm senile now, and I'm like, and and I, I but I was like, no, I just had a good one. What was it? Um, so okay, uh, let's see. <laughs> Yeah, while you think of, of it, here. while you think of it, Tom, would hardcore be better if venues were haunted? If more <laughs> venues, I'm sorry, if more venues. Patrick, please focus on your your topic point. It's tough over here. Would they be yeah. better? Yeah. Um. Yeah. Probably add a little bit to the nuance to to the ambiance of the places, and you know, yeah, like what are we happens. dealing with? Yeah. Are we dealing with um? The equipment can fall out. Like, do people get like picked up and dropped? You know, like how do we know they're not haunted? Maybe like all those wild stage eyes were partially because of ghosts or people that have equipment problems. And they're like, I just tuned this like 17 times. What's going on here? Or my head stopped working or why is this mic cutting out or, you know. Yeah. And then Slimer coming through the pit. That's you know fun. what I'm saying? And then, you know, <laughs> someone at uh, uh, the last rain fest we played, someone dressed as the Ghostbusters. And there was like a um, marshmallow man. Actual which, cosplay. They were actual cosplaying, like moshing in Stay, Stay Puff Marshmallow Man. I have one before right. I forget. Go, guys. go. Hardcore is healthiest when its marquee bands are vague and about nothing. Hardcore is healthiest. Hmm. Is that a question or is that like a statement that I'm supposed to overrule? You you can say if it's fair. So it's it's a it's a it's a oh, commentary. Yeah, it's a statement that you're it's supposed a, to tell yeah, me. Nah, I don't think that's fair. Or yeah, I think that's okay. probably fair. Yeah. I would not say it's it's it's. Um... And Tom, when I say healthiest, I mean the most uh, most new blood interested in in hardcore music and the the most um this the shows that are least likely to destroy a scene i mean I, I yeah i think that's fair if you go back in the last 30 years and you think of like who you know okay let's do this all right let's do this this is <clears throat> you when you say vague and not about anything you mean they don't have heavy identifiers is that correct patrick like like we're a yeah, straight edge band we're an anarcho punk band we're right yeah, so I, we're I a vegan found, band I probably, right i should have found a more delicate way to say about nothing because that's not fair that's not well, fair well, either because because like we're about to go through bands that we all like um turnstile's been a big band they don't have limiting identifiers right like yeah you right. know largely there's there's a few dudes who are straight edge there's some dudes who are vegetarian vegan probably Right, but there's no like every song is about this. No, right. right. So, so then before the, Code Orange, same gig, they weren't. Uh, Power Trip, same gig, they um, have heart. Last one that was Trapped Under Ice wasn't. Um, have heart was Power Trip was. What was their? What would you I say? Mean, they were more was? like kind of. Anti, That's a thing. Like the government was, kind of stuff, but not anything overt, overt, I guess. Yeah, not yeah, overt no, like, and it, because they, Tom, they crossed over in that metal. I, I'm saying single issue voters. 
Yeah. Right. Yeah. The like, Earth crisis of the world. The Earth crisis right. of the world. So, so I think have hearts an example. Um, before that, you're talking like terror. You're talking an. You all know, personal you know, stuff. All personal stuff converges. Oh, the the well on the more metal core yeah. side. Um, you probably have to go all the way back to the late '90s. Like you can get. Who pick your poison of whoever was the biggest? Floor punch is certainly the biggest now, but at the time, maybe in my eyes was the biggest, and they were full straight edge thing. And then obviously Earth Crisis before that, right? But I mean, I think you know what? I think that's also sort of a blind spot for us because I would imagine like we're definitely overlooking bands like say like Crudos. Yeah, but not. I, I, but aren't they as big as almost any band we're talking about? But like, no, well, different. It's it's different. It's like, yes, they could they would play some pretty huge shows, but not not like in a way that it was. It's you know what different. I'm saying? It's so uh, Crudos is a weird exception to the rule. Well, hold on, I, I, but I, I also don't one. think they were a single single issue voter band either. Sure. Like they no, were but- a little anarcho. They were a little punk hardcore. They were a little, you know. Uh, like obviously yeah, uh, but, Latino identifying kind of band. Yeah. But, but I think that's, I think that whether or not they were quote unquote, single issue voter type hardcore, I think that the, uh, the, the uh, Latino identity thing is what Could they have been were, it. is what they were pinned with as single issue voters. Okay. Then, you know, then I you know think you, I mean? they, they could be an example of it. But then if you, if you go into that world, like, Tragedy, his hero's gone. Okay, so so check it out. Tragedy was going to be the comparison that I make against Crudos because right. tragedy is, uh, I mean, doom music for all the good things about tragedy. Uh, th- the lyrics are of the incredibly like punk against the system variety. Yeah, like yeah, th- they're far above most of their contemporaries in that respect. Incredibly well done, it, but they're not saying anything. It's still kind of like smash to fuck the fucking system, sort of vague, vague, vagary, vague enough that you can apply it to many things that you uh, yes. feel feel down about. Yes, yes. And by the way, just 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 as when Bob uh, said that uh, the cosplay was not his position, simply a question. I <clears throat> this is not my position or not my position. Right, I, you're just I, posing. I, yeah, I, I truly <laughs> I don't know what the what the answer is because I think of the bands that I loved. When I was when I was first getting into hardcore, we're talking about like 108, which was when I got into them as single issue as you could get. You know, sure. <laughs> so, yeah. so uh, Earth Crisis, which had two issues, but f- Vegan Straight Edge became a hyphen for a reason. Yes, yeah, you know what I mean. So for sure, it it, it uh, I, so so I love that material, um, and I I like the bands that are attempting something in that world now, uh, the. the political bands uh but i've come to think that for all of my enthusiasm about 108 earth crisis etc i think that there's an argument that could be made that the energy that it brings in is not a net positive it i'm glad that those are the bands that got me enthused about hardcore music and i feel a lot of kinship with other people who came in at the same time and have those feelings. Mm. But I think that there's also some nastiness to it. 
I, I don't disagree, despite the fact that I there are some real draws to those. I think the way you posed it was is hardcore at, is is at a healthier place when it's when it's got some bigger acts that are not single issue or not yeah. specification and they enable a larger audience in. But I, I think no, that's I, kind I, of that's the matriculation, right? Right. Or if that's just uh, there's no causation, it's correlation or yeah, that's possible. Uh, yeah, uh, that's very possible. But it's funny because Bob and I are both struggling to say GA without yeah, saying yeah, yeah, yeah. without saying GA, right? right. Like yeah, yeah. These are and, this and, is this is this is the cast a large net and catch a lot of fish. Uh, my thought is hardcore. The 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 fishing boat hardcore goes out with <laughs> with the turnstiles as the net, the coat oranges as the net, the power trips as the net catches a lot of fish and when they get them on the boat that's where you know all of a sudden you have some of the more specific things and maybe you find your issue or maybe you like to flop around on the deck it's all good um yeah okay that's pretty well said but i think (laughs) um you're, you're not i think it i actually think that's fair i think it's a fair thing to say because especially in the current parlance and the reason maybe this has evolved because we might've had a few more single issue or, or more singular idea stuff, more focused ideas in the years of lore. Um, we're bringing in more different types of people and that's diversifying the idea base and the background base, which is a good thing. Yeah, I, I mean, I don't know. Like, I've never been to like, you know, like Earth Crisis on Ozfest, right? I didn't go to Ozfest. Right. What did Carl say on? Like, was he like every fucking song was about vegan tradism and talking about it, or was he just going up there and playing their best twenty minutes of material? Yo, that's literally a fascinating question that I have no idea the answer to, but I want to know. You know what I mean? My, knowing my, them and knowing him, yeah. he does it. He can't read an audience. Nope. So that dude is going up there talking to the bros with the fucking the mullets being like with, literally with clear uh, plastic cups fill, filled with beer. Right. Him talking yep. mad shit. Yeah. And I love him for that. So I think that's amazing. But, Same. Like, but I know a lot of bands that depending on their audience, they're Christian or they're not so Christian. Yes. Some of them are praying for you all to get home safely tonight. And some of them are like, have a good night, everybody. <laughs> Tip your bartender. Yeah. So, and I seen. All right. I seen him. I'm with it. All right. Uh, what's your What's your final ruling on that, Tom? Do you think it's a healthier space? Hard hardcore, I, not healthier space, but hardcore is thriving when it has bands that are casting a broader net at the top. Yeah, I think that's fair. Okay. Yeah, okay. and I don't know if that's like I said, if it's causation or correlation, but like Yeah, I like the way you put that too. I don't know if it's like, you know, if it's fucking hate breed, people are more into it than if it's fucking, you know, whomever. Well, that's that's such a good question, a good idea too, because I don't know how many people were discovering hardcore through hate breed in two thousand five. I'm not saying none. I'm not saying none. No. But I also think that there might have been for the person seeing hate breed or discovering hate breed in 2005 hate breed might have been a part of a world there that kind of stopped there too right right and that maybe maybe in 2000 for every 10 people who discovered hate breed maybe six 
dive in a little further and figure out this, that, or the other, or whatever, by 2005, we're probably down to one, you know? Yeah, because, I mean, 2005, I, I mean, I would have to go back and look at, like, but, like, 2001, right. say, they were taking out, like, every hardcore band they knew. Yes, correct. But 2005, were they going out with, like, fucking, like, cephalic carnage and fucking goat whore? I have no idea. You know what I mean? Yes, this is this is such a, all right, here we go. Thank God for the the uh, the internet. Let's play this game really quick. Um, I believe on that tour. Wow, hey, Jesus 2005 Christ. tour? Yeah, Persistence Tour. Um, no, that was 2002. No, there's a Persistence Tour 2005 as well. <laughs> Holy um, shit, that record came out in 02. Yeah. Um, <laughs> uh, here, I believe if this is to be believed, let's wow. see. Wow, this is our third okay. anniversary of that record. They are. Oh, Juno Hatebreed is going to be in Australia in July. In this July? Fuck. Yeah. Yeah, probably. July. Okay, Patty 2005 was. Yeah, you got to get down there, buddy. You will be heard. <laughs> it's, it, it's becoming an issue in Australia because uh, the politicians, like the opposition party politicians, have finally started saying, hey, everybody, skateboarders are getting into Australia, but you can't see your family. And people are, that message is resonating with people. And if they get the message, hey, everyone, hate breed is hitting our shores, but you can't see your two-year-old. Uh, it's strong messaging. I just realized you said pers- persistence. I said, I meant in you my head, I heard that it's perseverance. Yeah. yeah no, well, no. Persistence is like the, 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 the East pack, East pack Euro tour. Yes, correct. So, so That's just to give you what I call the slap shot annual. Yes, yes. So, so they did only about twenty six shows, but the shows they did do, they did. Uh, okay, that's in Australia. A lot of Australia shows on here, guys. Um, in the U.S., they did New England Metal Hardcore. They did a Hate Breed Obituary Ice Pick Unearth show. Uh, two that's nights. Jamie saying twice. Um, mm-hmm. Let's see this selling those things. Leeds Festival, Hellraiser's Ball, Motorhead, Hatebreed, Meshuggah, Devil Driver, Otep, God Forbid, Crossbreed, Nemic. Um, uh, and then uh, hey, the the, uh, the Hatebreed 10th Anniversary Tour with Hatebreed, Most Precious Blood, Gizmachi. V2, Gizmachi, If Hope Dies, and Mantis. So, so yeah, they're full-blown Oof. chaos. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah that, that, sh- that tour, um, MPB almost got thrown off like immediately. <laughs> That's serious. What happened? Can singers, you share? Yeah, singers. Oh, that's stupid. right. That's right. Yep, like, we know the story about like making fun of Hatebreed's fans, and Jamie was like, "Yo, I will give you the X amounts of thousands of dollars that it cost for them to pay for this bus to get the yeah. fuck off the door." It's pretty amazing. Yeah, PK, what were you gonna say? Uh, I don't recall anymore. Mm. Sorry, I outshined you with my. Uh, oh, it's a oh, shine. All right, knowledge. all right, Tom. Yes. Uh, fair, harsh, out of line. Hardcore has contributed nothing of value to the greater world. Out of line. It, I mean, we, as you mentioned, it's the DIY ethic started mm-hmm. in hardcore. Mm-hmm. Um, Yo, can I can I pin real thing real quick? Because yeah. I have I have I've stood on that corner until doing the NYU class with a professor who was like, Oh yeah, this is really cool. And was kind of going through it. And he's like, but you know, like 
like independent theater has been doing like all that stuff since like the 1500s, right? Yeah, like and putting on their own argue. shows in in community space, and I was like, "Oh fuck!" And then he was yeah, like, "And you, you can argue you know, Garage Rock did it before Hardcore too." Um, th- but but was, but Hardcore had a spirit with it that that kind of changed the vibe. I think. Yeah, I would say that's accurate. No one's getting mad at you if you're setting up your fucking community theater of fucking <laughs> Macbeth outside someone's house. No, no, and and the church, like, yo, this is the same thing that when we get the questions of like, oh, I want to book my local. VFW, the local church basement, blah, blah, blah. The if you do in Oklahoma, you're going to get a big yes. Yeah, and the term finessing exists for a reason. Look, you got to be good and work the angles. You don't go, yeah, you know, it's a bunch of dudes yelling fuck for like several hours while yeah, their friends punch each other. Yeah. yeah, like you just, it's just a hard sell, but somehow it persists. So, Anyways, DIY of the flavor of hardcore certainly has changed the game in a lot of ways. Yes. What else has it contributed? I think when we were talking about before, like, is there any vegan and vegetarian stuff in Detroit? Yes. Mm-hmm. And I, it's, it's become pervasive because of, like, the, like, yoga and, like, healthy living kind of stuff. But hardcore kids maintaining that during the 90s and the early aughts. Mm. And buying shitty vegan burgers when no one else was. Yeah. Here's what I'll say. So it was also for kids. So when I was 17 and going to a new city to see a show, I went looking for the, the vegan at that time, almost certainly vegetarian rather than a vegan restaurant, vegetarian restaurant with, with vegan options. Uh, I went looking and the, the, other people at those places at that time were often 58 year old hippies, you know? And it is, uh, I I think that maintaining the interest. Yes, it is true that there's always going to be people that are interested in a compassionate lifestyle, but I think that funneling literal teens into it was a hardcore innovation. So I, I think it's hard to take it away, to take that away from it. Okay, let's do one more. Patrick, you got one more? Yep. <clears throat> Hardcore is dying for a new trash talk. The band, trash the talk. The band, yeah, yeah. Um, I, you know what? I would say that's fair. They had such a vibe and like that chaotic thing. Mm. Although I feel like that would be hard to pull off without feeling feeling cosplay. Oh, I mean, look, th- th- there's all sorts of reasons that it might not work. But w- what I'm saying is, like, it's it, there's no accident that Gulch is a very big band for hardcore, and that they are going to get a lot of offers when things open up if they haven't already. And part of that is because they have that sort of it feels dangerous. I say this with. I say this with the total respect to Gulch in the same way that I say it with total respect to trash talk. It invites outside eyes in a way that hardcore desperately needs or counterpoint doesn't need at all. That's up for the, our listeners. I'll let them fucking make their own decisions, but it, there is a thing like, for example, okay, that punk, that uh, hardcore show in, in uh, Los Angeles I went to, I would say 
fucking half the people there were looky loos, you know, just people that like heard something wild was going to happen. They wanted to see something wild. Yes. And that's some people hate that. I know at times in my life going to shows, I've hated that, but nobody can take it away from trash talk that they brought a lot of people into this idea that, Hey, this shit that this shit that you see again, I'm not trying to condescend anybody here, but, but this shit that you see as like, like in movies, it still exists and there's still people enjoying it and you could come be part of it if you wanted to, you know? And that's what I think. That's why I think like Gulch is, is probably the closest that we got at the moment. And, uh, I think that they could be the next trash talk in whatever respect and have that m- massive kind of crossover appeal. But I think, but they're not there yet. Different scene hardcore- though too. Say again? I feel like that's a little bit different. Only reason being like, like those trash talk dudes were like, like, in in. like those, like odd future and all that sort of stuff. Yeah. That's but they what, lo- yeah, they were like part of like, I, where, where are you putting, I love Gulch. Like there's no slight to them, but like, What's the crowd that you put them in front of that wouldn't have seen them otherwise that are like, what the fuck is this? Okay, so Tom, that's probably the difference that I'm trying to put my finger on because uh, to me, I I prefer Gulch's music to to Trash Talk's music, right? But so, so I'm not Gulch, like, yeah. So I'm not trying to like, uh, right? I'm, but like, look at Lee. Sure. If Lee, if you said, oh yeah, Lee runs a fucking skate shop and fucking, you know, oh, it's yeah, a Supreme sure. model, and you'd be like, nah, that sounds right. Yeah, if, if that fits, uh, and but, like, of course, uh, that transfers over. You're putting your finger on the difference, which is which is the the trash talk dudes were were natural at finding these spaces, and they looked like the kids in the crowd. Yeah, that's that's a fact. So it it is uh, that that sort of those dudes were so good at at finding the, for lack of a better word, at finding the angle. You know, I don't know if that was like a, a choice or is that just like a happy accident. I think that's who they are. You know what I mean? So, and it just so, so happened to fit. It, it happened at a weird time where, like, yeah, hip hop was where open to to bands like that being on tour with them. And yeah, I and I mean, I look taking nothing away from their hustle, also giving something to the moment. You know, but those two things met in a way that was really efficient. And, and I guess what I'm saying is, I don't know if I believe this or not, but I'm positing. I'm I'm making the statement and asking you to comment. Hardcore thirsty for that next like crossover into cool and you could say fucked up was that you could say power trip was that Mm -hmm. oh ceremony ceremony was always on the fucking edge you know what i mean oh and and ceremony uh sorry to monopolize this conversation ceremony of all the you're having to debate with yourself (laughs) no it's good no it's it's uh, i'm enjoying hearing where you're going i'm thinking out loud now but ceremony is my favorite of the bands that we've just uh, of the ones that we've all talked about right now. I think in part, because as much as I fight it, I have some snobby, like this is mine sort of energy still, even if I don't want it, you know? Right. So like, so, so power trip belonged to the world. You know what I mean? Like, it, yeah. and, and, and truth be told, power trip, probably more bangers than, than ceremony, but the, they belong to the world and less to me, if that makes sense. Right, as stupid right. as that might be. So I guess what I'm saying oh, is tracks. Th- this, 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 this um, crossover band turnstiles also right on the line to me because yes, I agree. This is no disrespect to turnstile, uh, not just a band I like, but friends, it hasn't 
taken in the way that trash talk did. Doesn't mean it won't. Right, like there, there hasn't but, been the made. Like yo, there's still an opportunity. I think for Turnstile to hit that. Yes. Yeah. But I mean, they did sure. that. Like what was it? Like Suicide Boys, whatever the fuck. Like the. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, and they're primarily doing, uh, hip-hop, I, Like, well, you got to remember, part of this was trash talk started. Their shine started, and they got in and with the Odd Future folks right before Odd Future popped. So it wasn't like Odd Future was like this huge entity who then got in with Trash Talk. They were both both kind of on the rise in their individual worlds, but Odd Future and that whole group kind of like leveled up and were like, yo, Trash Talk, you with us, and and put put them on too. Um, And also like, not for nothing, Trash Talk just did a lot. Like, they were they did the thing and fucked up deserves credit for this too. And power trip deserves credit for this too. And, and a lot of bands deserve this credit. They were willing to say yes. Yeah. Fact to things that were felt could have felt weird, could have felt antecedent to certain hardcore conventions, but they were willing to say, yeah, we'll do that. And we are confident, comfortable and believe in ourselves enough that, <clears throat> this won't undermine us as an act and us as a hardcore band because look, there might be people who try to undercut trash talk for any number of reasons, but yo, that was a hardcore band when they started and they are still a hardcore band right now, you know, oh, that's a and I that's think pretty fucking cool. Yeah. And I think, but we, I think even like talking about this, we kind of got a little far afield because like, we're talking like say if we're doing the one to one from like trash talk to Gulch, right? Like Gulch, part of their their appeal is like you know you don't know exactly what's going to happen, right? Well, every, you know some of their friends are going to get up and like you know beat the shit out of the singer with a fucking you know with belts or whatever the fuck. I feel like of course you could put you know tr- you know whoever fucking turns out mind force incendiary in front of a, a you know a two thousand people that have never heard them and be like people would be like. That was actually really impressive. That that band was good. But like Trash Talk was good, but also kind of like the singer threw the barricade. Or like the singer jumped <laughs> off something or climbed to something that he probably shouldn't be doing. That adds like that like punk feel that a lot of the other bands necessarily wouldn't. Fact. You know what I'm saying? Like I feel like Gulch adds that like little bit of dangerousness. That it could feel dangerous, like how I feel like that was the thing with trash talk. I mean, I remember seeing trash talk at like Afropunk. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And people were just acting reckless. They caught the energy that trash talk brought in this infection. Right, field, right. So. And and you know, like I've seen fucking bad brains play there with fucking Corey Glover from fucking Living Color, or like seen Candiria there, or seen other bands that like they did okay. But like, Trash Talk felt like, what the fuck is happening right now? Like, the people that weren't expecting that were, like, shocked. And then, but that's how you get people to come back to see you. Yeah. Yo. No joke. Let's let's give Trash Talk their full flowers here I think we just gave them their flowers, man. This is nice. I, but I was just going to say, I don't know. They really know how to set it off. Like, really, like, ve- like they have a, a high-level skill at setting it off. It's like you know, from a very though, early like, period, yeah. yeah. They bring like the weird guy fucking energy from like the basement, but then bring it in front of you know a thousand people. 
Yeah. I mean, you know, I, like the I, guy I, that's going to like get in your face in this fucking, you know, and he's stripped down to his underwear and he's like screaming in your face in a place where you can't go anywhere else. They bring that vibe to like giant spaces. Yeah. Climbing on shit, throwing about- stuff. Like it's fucking like, it's, it's what people that don't know punk think punk is. And, and that's exactly my point, I guess. Yes. Is with with my original conversation. So yeah. Um, all right. Well, sounds sounds like maybe hardcore thirsty for it. Let's start it, Pat. Maybe that's what SWAT will be. <laughs> I, I I don't have what they got. So this is all three of us can think of bands that are much more professional, quote unquote, operating at a higher level, whose jobs, careers, my, the, the everything depends on them setting off a show, and Trash Talk does it better than any of them. That's crazy if you think about it. Like, pretty much. Shout, shout out to Lee. Shout out to Garrett. Shout out to Spencer. They've been doing it for a long time. Good for them. No doubt. Um, all right. Is that all the questions that we got for time, or all the statements that we got? We for got. Tom? We. I think it was good for today. Let's call it. Boom. Okay. Thank you, everybody. Uh, five stars. All that fun stuff. Uh, support our sponsors. Email, email us. Email us. Axagrandpodcast at gmail Let's Review. go. Review. 